What do I do with wealth? A friend reminded me of the incredible overflowing wealth that is ours, simply by virtue of being an Australian. Even the poor among us usually have access to all the needs of life. There is a a YouTuber that I like to watch based out of West Gippsland who often does arbitrary challenges that involve walking along typical roads or paddling through creeks. He regularly finds edible food. Notice I said edible, not nice. Or enough money to buy a little food. He finds objects that are still useful. Our roadsides and drains are littered with the excess that flies off the back of our utes or falls out of our pockets. And we are sufficiently wealthy that it probably goes unnoticed. Despite what some would have you think, it is okay to be wealthy. If your wealth is not gained by ungodly means, then thank God for it. There are particular temptations that come with wealth that we must guard against, but material blessing from God is good. Now, I do not merely mean wealth in the sense of a fat savings account or a stash of golden jewels buried under a tree. I mean holistic wealth. All that we have that goes beyond our basic needs. It includes money, as well as clothing, tools, consumables, property, knickknacks, technology, books, skills, time, and more. What are we to do with it all? Well, we certainly shouldn't just accrue more and more with no end in sight. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew Chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. So what should we do with wealth? The answer is simple. Glorify God. Leverage wealth to invest in His eternity. Use your earthly wealth to build wealth in heaven. Put your wealth to work for the glory of God. Do you have a washing machine? Wash clothes to the glory of God. Do you have an oven? Cook food to the glory of God. Do you have a car? Drive for the glory of God. Do you have time? Use it for the glory of God. Do you have money? Spend it for the glory of God. But, I hear you say, what does it look like practically? Well, it's impossible to work out every possible example in every situation. However, God does lay out for us some principles about how we are to use what we have. Let me share some principles in brief. One. Be ready to give it all away, especially if you have an idolatry problem with wealth. It comes from God, so hold it loosely and be ready to use it or lose it for him. If you start to idolize your wealth, start giving it away, lest it come between you and God. See Matthew 19 verses 16 to 30. 2. Giving back to God. Israel was called to make sacrifices out of the blessing that God had given them. He gave them the harvest, and from the abundance, they were to take the best portion and use it to worship God. They were also to supply the needs of the people commissioned to serve God as their day job. The law of tithing has been fulfilled in Christ, but the principles of giving to God and supporting his commissioned workers remain. 
see 1 Corinthians 9 verses 13 to 18 and 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 to 15. 3. Provide for the needy. God uses his wealthy people as a means to help his poor people. Whether it be through gleanings, through programs, charitable donations, child sponsors or whatever, we are to show the generosity of Christ to others with our actions. See Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 to 46. 4. Fulfill your responsibilities. If you have a family, you have a duty to supply their needs and prepare for their future. Provide their education. Build an inheritance for your kids. Care for your parents in their old age. Prepare for the winter, metaphorical and literal. Pay your bills. Don't try and shortchange people uh, that you contract or employ. See Mark chapter 7 verses 9 to 13. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 3 to 8, and all of Proverbs. Okay, well, just start with Proverbs 13, verse 22, and 20, chapter 20, verse 4. 5. Enjoy it. God gives blessings, and we should rejoice in his good gifts. It is good to celebrate and appreciate what God has given, as long as we are praising the Lord and not the stuff he has given us, or even our own abilities, as if they weren't from God in the first place. It's too easy in our cultural moment to give ourselves over to debauchery and luxurious selfishness. So put aside indulgent passions and deliberately enjoy God's blessings in light of who he is and what he has done. See James chapter 1 verse 17, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 10 to 13, and Psalm 104. Sixth, use it for gospel growth. If we are working in God's mission to disciple the nations and sanctify his people, then it naturally flows that we should use the resources we have from God for the work he calls us to do. Whether it be sowing or hospitality, funding or building, the, ab the abundance we have can be put to work for this noble purpose. Starting with the disciples in our own home and going out from there. See Acts chapter 9 verses 36 to 43 and 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 10 to 11. Remember, too, that life expectancy is very high in Australia. God can take you at any time, but on average, we live a long time. If it is God's will, how can we use the wealth of a long life? It will look different at different ages and stages, but it is worth being purposeful. So, what will we do with what God has given us? I fear that far too many of us will squander what we have with nothing to show for it. But if we have been unfaithful or unwise with our wealth, we are not condemned if you belong to Jesus. Confess your sin and be forgiven. Christ takes away your guilt. Repent from your former path and set out anew to transfer the wealth of earth into investment in the kingdom of heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, verse 21.